Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded live.
Welcome to Monday Night Bible Study and Intercessory Prayer. This is Sister Lashana. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Lashana. Good evening, good evening. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Monday Night Bible Study and Intercessory Prayer. Uh, Prophet Bob, would you like to open us up in prayer? Yes, ma'am. I'd be honored to. Thank you. Heavenly Father, I repented just a little bit ago. But between that time and right now, I could have made a mistake. I could have thought of something that wasn't pleasing to you. And for that, I ask you to forgive me. Wash me in your precious blood. For that, I am grateful I have been forgiven, and now I'm free. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we're honored to be here tonight. We're about to get blessed. We're about to learn so much about the deep things of God, the oracles, the mysteries of God. And for that, I am grateful tonight. Move down through the prayer lines. Open them up with the anointing that breaks every bondage. We bind Satan right now in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Take free reign over the prayer call tonight. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith God. So do the increase tonight. Ooh, I heard that in the spirit realm, Lord. Do the increase tonight. Do the increase in every area of everybody's life that's on the prayer call and all those that are coming. Increase in the name of Jesus. I hear it in the atmosphere. Increase. And I call that increase from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Do what you do best. Bless your people tonight. Open their ears to hear, thus saith the Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. 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 Wow. Amen. Amen. Again, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Monday Night Bible Study and Accessory Prayer. This is Sister Shaman. Again, we are awesomely, awesomely blessed tonight. And of course, we're here. We're going to hear, I have Bible study with Elder June Malcolm this evening. So, right now, I'm going to open up the line for uh, testimonies and praise reports. Well, after the prophet's corner, we went out, my wife and I, and God opened up doors at three places we went to, and we put a smile on people's faces, and we told people about Jesus. And I want to give God all the glory, honor, and praise for the open doors today. Amen. 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 
Amen. The line is open for a testimony and a praise report. Amen. Well, I can say, well, God is awesome. You know, um, we just got to give God praise. I, I can tell everybody, you know, this is some Martin Luther King holiday for us in the state. And, again, I just have to say on this day we honor, um, you know, even though most of us now it's a day off from work, but this is a day we truly will honor, we honor a man who, who, not, who died selfishly for, for freedom and for rights of other people. He put his life on the line that I can say his life on the line, things that I can do now and even the kids that the people who have come after me can do was because he opened the door and he made a way. And God allowed him to make a way for other people. So, you know, tonight I have to say I'm thankful tonight. I'm very thankful tonight. And that's my uh, testimony. So the line is again open for testimonies and prayer support. Good evening, Sister Lashana. Good evening. Amen, daughter. <laughs> Good evening, Dad. Sorry, it took a minute to get off off of a uh, mute on this. This, this this phone. I, I'm like you. I gotta get a new cell phone. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. I thank Amen. God for this afternoon on the prophet's corner. We were blessed on the prophet's corner today, with with you know godly instruction and correction, and I love that. And it, it was a good, awesome time on there today. And and, and prophet by my dad's son. Uh, happy birthday to his spiritual son. And that was nice that he was on. You know, I was blessed that uh, one of my sisters were on here uh, on the Prophet's Corner today, and we just the, the word was just awesome today, and I'm I'm so excited to be here tonight to hear what uh, God is gonna allow Elder Jim Malcolm to do. So again, Monday night is one of my most favorite nights, and I'm happy yeah. to be here, and I'm happy that you're here too, and I thank you, and God bless you. Amen. 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 My testimony is tonight. I'm so glad I'm a part of Simple Word Ministry. Amen. Amen. There. Sister Monica. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know, um, again, I am awesomely, awesomely blessed, and we all seen that, you know, Simple Word's family is just not only a prayer line, but we're family. Amen. Um, Elder Jim, are you on the line? Amen. Elder June, are you on the line? Not yet. Okay, while we wait on Elder June, Elder June, um, let's say I'm open the line again for one more testimony or praise report. Amen. Um, I can truly say that uh, again. Uh, I want to say this again. Thank you for all uh, for those who are members of Simple Words Ministry, and I want to say um, again, we're all blessed this evening. 
we are we understand that we are you are not we are all not here just for a chance, but we're here because God have ordained us to be in this spot right now. Amen. Amen. So we know right now. We know that um we know that um uh, uh God has put us has uh you know, God has put us in this place to not only to help and to save souls. Uh so with that being said, I wanna also say again, uh as the upcoming election uh, as the up uh, not upcoming election, I've been saying election for so long. Um as the upcoming president presidency of the United States, uh, let's just keep the United States in general uh, in prayer. Amen. A, Amen. It is a um, like I said, it's a it's a different time. That's all I can tell. Like I said, I always tell people it's a different time. You know, um, never I've never seen so much. But then again, like I said, it's a different time, it's a different space, but, you know, God is still on the throne. So with that in mind, we have to keep, let's keep God, let's, uh, you know, let's keep each other in prayer. Uh, That's what we're here on this line for is to make sure that we're all family and that we'll take care of, we will take care of each other. Amen. 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 So keep that in mind. Keep each other in prayer going in these these new times. Um, and when I say new times, I'm really saying new times. With these new times that we have going on right now in the United States. Um, I don't get on I'm so tired of people talking political, so I'm not doing that. What I am saying is that just keep, uh, let's just keep, let's keep each other in prayer. Let's keep each other hold up. And you know, I always say, let us be together. Meaning, you know, if we need someone, we 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 come together as a family. Amen. 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 I have another praise report, Minister Lashana. All right, go right ahead. You want to hear it? Yes, I do. Me too. Last night, last night, Pastor were appearing up um, members to pray for each other for a month. And I have the privilege of having you, you and I. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> praise God. Well, praise God. Well, we have to get together and pray then. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know, like I said, we got, in that case, that's why I'm about to give you my number offline. We got to get together and pray. Amen. 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 Because, like I said, God is such an awesome God. That's why I said here we are like, we are family. Alike. We are family. We pray for one Amen. another. Because what, you know, we are, we take care of each other on this line. Amen. That's right. Amen. 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 Elder June, are you on the line? Because I can't see her from my end. <laughs> Amen. 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 See, while we're waiting on Elder June, I have music. Hold on one second. 
Hopefully it will come on. Okay, it's not coming up. I'm having technical difficulties. Like I said, new phone in the new year. Amen. I am declaring and extending it. Amen. Amen. Lord knows me and AT&T, we're going to have to have a, we're going to have to have a single talk. <laughs> I will say that because every time I have, it's me and AT&T, that's all I got to say. Uh, the reason why I'm I'm bleeping out a lot because I had to switch over and I think I'm I think I'm talking on my phone now. Like with the prayer line, you know, they blocked my line. This is the second time they blocked me from the prayer line. Wow. I had to I had to stay on the phone with AT and T for six hours. Wow. Saying that uh about me getting a new phone the last time saying that, uh, well, you only have 800 minutes to be on 800 numbers, and because you were on the prayer line, they were losing money off the phone. I'm like, well, I want to say, well, I didn't know y'all brought us the prayer line, but, hey, you should have told me that on the contract. I would have been mindful. So it's in very small print on your back of your uh, cell phone contract. That if you are on some type of line like this, a uh, watch line like this, that you only have 800 minutes a month to use on it. So that's the reason why y'all see me a lot on the prayer line now, mm. as I used to be. <laughs> so when I am on, I'm nobody know I'm really on because I have to go down on. I have the actual free conference call app, and so on the app I have it where I am online listening in. Amen. So. Wow. Yeah. Opportunities, I tell you. So hold on one moment. Amen. Yes. Yeah. 
if it was me or some adult, probably wouldn't affect me as much. But he is a child. And sometimes right. children don't understand the hard things of life. And sometimes he said something that maybe he does understand. <laughs> but nonetheless, he is yet a child. So I am actually petitioning the Lord to actually take away all the pain and discomfort from Jalan's body. He didn't go to school today because he was just in too much pain to handle school. And hopefully he'll go tomorrow. So please continue um, continue praying. Uh, praying for him. Today I did some homeschooling. I haven't done that for a while, but I had to do some homeschooling today. So I pray that he'll, he'll mm. feel better. I don't mind the homeschooling and all that. I just, just don't like to see him in all this pain. Mm-hmm. Amen. So again, thank you all for praying. I know it could be worse, so rejoicing still in in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, because Jesus lives, we know we can face tomorrow. Hallelujah. We faced yesterday, and uh, we we handled today, and so the same God that kept us. Yesterday and today, I'm certain he'll be around tomorrow. So we're not afraid of tomorrow. Glory to God. We know he will give us the grace to go through whatever we have to go through. Um, Pastor Marie Chen, God bless you. I greet you in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Giving you a special honor. And um, I don't know if this movie is going to have to be wrestling with Victoria and for your time, but... um, I don't lose battles. <laughs> so I'm going to have to serve Victoria and notice that she's going to have to keep her own post. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. But um, I bless you in this new role that you, you have to play now and um, to secure your, your lineage and your generation for Christ. Hallelujah. And for everyone who's on the line who might be parent or grandparent, I... I um, extend the same, the same strength unto you. Glory to the God. Give honor to Dr. Carlton Tracy, my pastor at Greater Highway Redemption Ministries, and Dr. Angela and Benjamin Rucker for oversight in this ministry. We can certainly that everything is in order. Uh, if the government of the the church is in order, then um, it makes it so very difficult for the enemy to do bad things to the people. So I'm glad that Simple Word Ministry is properly situated as far as government is concerned. And so we, we see we see trouble and we have to deal with issues and we face battles on Wednesday morning. Um, we are here and um, we're not here twiddling our thumbs. And Wednesday morning we're here doing serious work um, glory to God. And every service that we have, this is a prior, prior ministry, we do work, we do exploit. So um, though, though we see a lot of um, work and we have to deal with a lot of issue, issues, we can, we, can say, we can say we are victorious. Uh, we can say we're kept busy, but we're victorious and we give God thanks. Um, we give God thanks for that in Jesus' mighty name. Um, glory to God. Um, in tonight's lesson, tonight's lesson, um, we're still we're still looking um, in the study of of God. 
<laughs> monotheism, that there's only one God. And uh, we're looking specifically into the different roles of sonship that God himself fulfilled. Um, in Colossians chapter 1 and chapter 2, and Hebrews chapter 1 and St. John chapter 1, it tells us that the world and everything that's in the world was created by the Son of God. Um, that is trouble, troublesome to some folks because we have a little, we have a little um, slogan that says God is Father in creation and he's Son in redemption and he's the Holy Ghost in the church. And um, because it is said like that, a lot of people struggle to see the oneness of God. And uh, just just this week, I had a very strong dis- discussion with um, a minister of the gospel. And um, just, just um, the, converse, the conversation led me to become even more aware of how important it is to be able to define the God that we serve and and not to waste our time or not to think that it's not necessary to know God. It is necessary to know God and not just on the surface, but to know God in, in detail. And I told you many times on this line before that um, I have taught monotheism before in many different settings, many different um, places, um, many different um, genre and class of people, but um, it's the first time it has taken me so long to go through these lessons because they're not exactly my lessons anymore. The Lord has seen it fit to put in what He wants to put in. He didn't allow me to just extract from the theologians and and present present that bland lesson that I used to present. He wanted it, wanted to make it alive, and he has done so. And because it is alive, then I'm going to other areas and dimension that before I wouldn't even venture to touch. Hallelujah, glory to God. So we are looking at God in the in the manifestation of sons, fulfilling the role of sons. And we gotten we got down to Jesus Christ um as the only begotten Son of God. And of all the roles that God fulfilled as a son, John three verse sixteen is the most known, it's the most common. I think it's the first verse that most children on the western side of the world learns and and, and, and and maybe on the eastern side of the world too, maybe it is the most it is the first passage of scripture that any child learns in, in, in the Bible and it has to do with the begotten son of God. And we had we started there, that was the first sonship that we looked at. Um, glory to God. And um we looked at Jesus as the first begotten of the Father, and um, in the verse in Hebrews 1 where it says first begotten, it, it didn't really say son, 
But if 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 something or someone is begotten, we we know that it's conceived in a womb and it's gonna be brought forth. And when Jesus came forth, he was a man child. So the word son is not really written in that text, but um it is understood that he is a son. So he's the first begotten of the father. And um he is also the son of Mary and Joseph together, the son of Mary and Joseph. And then he is separately the carpenter's son. And then he is the firstborn son from Mary's womb and um, is also the supposed son of Joseph, the same Joseph, Mary's husband. And he is the son of Abraham. And we went through and explained explain what each of those positions meant, um, not only to Christ, but to us. Because the reason why this segment of the lesson is taking so long is because God insists on incorporating us in himself as his sons or his people or his nation or his family or the church. And I didn't do that previously. I said, let it be known it's the first time I'm actually teaching the oneness of God and include the church and the children of God in the depth that the Holy Ghost is doing it. So incidentally, you should know that Jesus, the Christ who walked on earth, Jesus Christ, he was not considered to be, get this term, the firstborn of God. Um, I said he's the only begotten of um, Son of God, and he's the first begotten of the Father. But um, he is not the firstborn. Scripture does not regard Jesus Christ, the man who walked on the earth, as the firstborn of God. Israel actually holds that position, and specifically Ephraim um, holds that position as the firstborn. And when I when I spoke about that before, I, I didn't say that part, and when I was do, doing the lesson for today, the the Lord says, um, nobody asks a question because the, because the question, because the lessons are being archived. You should um, make that distinction. So I am doing so. <laughs> Hallelujah, glory to God. And um, so there's a distinction between being the only begotten and the firstborn. And you will think because you are the begotten first, you're the, you are the only begotten. And when you see the term firstborn, it might mean the exact same thing. It means the exact same person, but it doesn't mean the exact same role, not the exact same duty. So if you go back in the archives and reveal, you should get that distinction. All right? Um, I'm not going to take time tonight to go over it because <laughs> I thought it already. Just wanted, just wanted to point that out that um, while you're doing your own studies, you will make, you will make a note. We'll make a note of those terms specifically so that whatsoever it is that the Holy Ghost wants to download in your spirit or teach you or have you hold on to for your own work and your own ministry, um, you will you will get it. You will not miss it. And that's my job as a teacher. So in Colossians 1, verse 18, Colossians 1, verse 18, um, we see where Jesus, is the firstborn son from the dead. Oh, before I go into that, <laughs> before I go into that, 
uh, for the past three weeks, we get we, we also look at, look at Jesus as Jesus as the Son of Man, right? And Son of Man is a reconciler between God and man. And um, we, we took a little time to look to look to look into that term, the Son of Man. But he also Jesus also fulfilled that that role, and he was called he was called such. And and that name continues with Jesus even until now, um, all the way to Revelation in the Bible, you will see Jesus as the Son of Man. Some of these other terms don't continue with him, like um, Son of Mary, Son of Joseph, Son of Carpenter, even the only begotten Son of God, that doesn't continue on beyond um, the Gospels. Um, but the term Son of Man, it continues all the way to to Revelation. And... Um, I don't think the Lord told me this. I think this is just my opinion, um, if I'm allowed to have an opinion about the scriptures, that this, the, the office, the role of the Son of Man is, is the most painful and difficult role to fulfill. Um, that was actually the role of that. It was not the role of the only begotten Son that God didn't kill. It was the role of, as the Son of Man. Um, Son of man always get killed <laughs> by, by the people that he's ministering to, no matter who the son of man might be. And um, so in Colossians 1, verse 18, Jesus is shown as the firstborn. Again, the word son is not in the verse, but if you're born and you're a man child, then you know you're a son. So he's considered, and God only has sons. Okay, um, he's considered to be the firstborn son from the dead. And I'm going to tell you briefly what that means. I'm not going to spend a lot of time with that because I actually want to get on to the other sonship of Christ that is um, significant and then conclude with the one that I think is, um, well, the one that the Lord wants me to conclude, conclude in, conclude with. So um, the firstborn son from the dead, Colossians 1 verse 18, it means that he is the first man conceived in and birthed from the womb, lived and died on the earth. So he's conceived in the womb, he's born, he lived on the earth, and he died on the earth. Um, That means he wasn't caught up. Alive, he died on the earth, buried on the earth, and rose from the dead, never again to return to the grave. He was resurrected and ascended up on high, and is still functioning in that role. Hallelujah, glory to God, to bring others in the same position. Um, if he is the first, anytime you see the term first, that means at least there's a second. And maybe a third and a fourth, but at least there is a first. Or a last, because if if you say one and only, then you don't need first and a last, just one. So if you see the term first, it means that others um, follow after. So anytime the term first son or firstborn or first begotten is 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 um used to describe Jesus, you can 
think about yourself. You can look very keenly and very closely as to what Jesus did in that role, what was expected of him, what the, what the Father expected of him, what his portfolio from heaven might have been on the earth or was on the earth, how he fulfilled it. Because if he's first, then you are the second. And and if you're the second in the same role, then you have to follow suit. You have to follow right after. At this point, if you're Spirit kind of tick like how my spirit tick. Um, you will begin to think exactly how am I going to fulfill that role? Exactly how am I going to do that? Because I'm quite conscious of my weaknesses and my insufficiencies um, and my species and where I am at and all the all the the, the, the issues that go along with being on the earth um, today as uh, as a man, as a person, as a human being, as a child of God, in whatever terms suits you, I will allow it for this discussion. Uh, wherever you see yourself, I will allow it for this discussion. And if you see yourself as a human being, um, you're going to see yourself in a very, very rough position. If you see yourself as a man, as a son of God, you will be a little bit more hopeful. The, the position of a human being is, is very... It doesn't even equate. It doesn't even match up to fulfill anything of what these roles demand. So you first would have to um, transcend from where you were born as a member of Adam's fallen race and, and, and bring yourself to a point where you can um, converse with God or, or hear God um, because of Jalon, and I, I prayed, and I believe, and the Bible says if I pray the prayer of faith and I believe, I will receive, and I honestly do believe that because if I don't believe it, then um, my going through is going to be very, very rough. So I will myself um, to believe it. So I prayed, and Jalon is still in pain. He's not as he was. Um, I have to confess that. John is not as he was. I told him that normally this time for the past four years of John's life, this time we were in the hospital until last year, this time we were in the hospital for a few weeks. And this year he isn't, but he's in pain. So um, today I'm still giving God thanks, still recognizing that God is on my side and God is working, but the child is still in pain. I, I actually ask the Lord what exactly is it that is required at this point uh, on my side? And I have to say on my side because God is complete and now what God is going to do for us, he has already done it. He's set in places for us to know how to access it. And I, I think there is something I need to access for Jalon that I am not accessing. And, and so I had to ask the Lord, what is it? What am I missing? What what do I need to hear? What do I need to know? Um, is my position not your position? What is your will? Am I taking a different position from you? Because if I have a different position from God, no matter what the position might be, no matter how good it looks to me, if it's different from God, it's futile. So I, uh, today I stop and say, are we, are we on the same page? Do I have the same position? I know the scriptures. But you have another position that I'm not aware of. 
it says I need to know. And you know, immediately I said that to the Lord. I wasn't supposed to talk to him what I was doing. I went and um, turned on the my computer just to, just to put some healing scriptures on while Jalan was laying down so he could listen to them. And as I turned on the, the computer, um, the person who was on speaking kept on repeating, with his stripes, you are healed, with his stripes. I said, okay, I heard you. Why are you saying it so many times? And, and, and my sister didn't you ask a question, you need to listen. So I had a good listening session today uh, with the Lord because I asked him what was his will for Jalan. And, and if I was missing a point, just to let me know that I'm missing a point and I will align myself with with, with him and he answered so you you have to be at the place where however God is going to answer um, you can hear him and, and know that it's him if, you, if, you're, if, you're, if you're following after Jesus if this is the first and you come after just like how Jesus was able to hear God you need to hear God just the same because if you're missing point the, the, the devil is going to make certain that your life is very miserable on the earth. Um, glory to God. So to be the first born from the dead means that Jesus Christ have the preeminence. That means the first authority of headship and um, this distribution of that authority is governed by his sole discretion that you can't argue with him at all, right? No, no argument, no controversy. It, it, it's by his discretion. Uh, sometimes, sometimes some folks invite you to play some game, and they says um, the winner is um, by the whoever is running the game. It's, it's solely by that person's discretion. So, in in Jesus having the preeminence, it means the same thing. It means you cannot argue with his decision. You're going to lose. You can argue if you want, but you're going to lose because he knows what he's doing and whatever he's doing is set in place. So, next next time when you read the scripture and you see Jesus is the first of anything, don't don't run by it too quickly. Um, stop because if he's the first, I said it. You are the second. All right, and just as the first, the second has to be the same. Whatever the first set and lay down, the second half to fulfill it. So make sure that you don't run run by if you believe that you're a son of God and believe that you're a part of the family of God and you're on the earth and you're in the church and you're fulfilling the will of God and you're active, then that's your role. Those those words are set in the Bible to alert you and to alert me as to what the Father expects expect of us as to how we can actually fulfill our divine purpose. And so when we say those terms, they're not rhetoric. They're actually real terms that have real meaning to us, and we're really about that business. It's not just a word of mouth. It's not just something we say, but it is something that we really understand, know, believe, and it's actually fulfilling. And, 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 and we can actually um, give tangible or um, measurable um, evidence, evidence of us fulfilling that role. Um, if you think that that's not necessary in the church, um, please please rethink your position. 
And please do not tell yourself or try to tell me that you know some folks who were saved from a long, long time and they're dead and gone to heaven and they didn't fulfill any of these roles. Please don't take that position. I don't rule on dead people except Jesus Christ. I don't know them. I wasn't in their life. I can't account for them. If you can account for them, that's fine, but you're not going to get any argument out of me because I don't know them. I don't know when they spoke to Jesus. I don't know when they met Jesus. I don't know any of that stuff. I don't talk about the thief on the cross who still remembered me and Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. I don't know his life before he was on the cross. I just get that little glimpse of him to let me know that on the cross he said something to Jesus and Jesus responded. That's what I know. And Jesus responded favorably. That's what I know. So whatever it was that he did while he was up there, Jesus negated it. He made a request, and Jesus said, you got it. And that's what I know, and that's what I will teach you. I'm not going to venture to teach anything else about that man. I don't know anything about him. Whatever it was that was about him, apparently it didn't stop Jesus from saying to him, today you're with me in paradise. So if you want to live your life and say you're living that life because the man on the cross lived that same life, I don't know how you know that. I don't know if you were around 2,000 years ago. I wasn't. I can only go with the record what's on the Bible. And the only thing the Bible told me was that he was there on one side of Christ. And while the other was railing on Jesus, he sort of rebuked the other thief and says, look, we're, we're deserving of being here. This man isn't. So apparently he knew something. <laughs> I don't know what he knew, but he knew something. And then he said, Jesus, just please, 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 please don't. Don't let me forgotten. And Jesus says, uh, uh, not only will I remember you, but today you're with me in paradise. So that's what we know. I just teach what the Bible says. I don't make up stories. And I don't try to find any other book that says anything different from the Bible. I read a lot of books, but if it says something different, I don't subscribe to it. Because nobody knows more than what God knows. And nobody can tell me what I'm about more than God can tell me. So I go along with what the Bible says. And the Bible outrules any other voice when it comes to me. Call me dogmatic if you want. Um, I, I make no apologies for being dogmatic. My soul is too important for me to mess around with it, especially when it comes to eternity. And everything that is in the Bible is to bring us to eternity, is to bring us to a place where when we stand before God, God can say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, which was the meaning of the same things he said to Jesus. Thou art my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. I asked the Lord if he could say that to me before I leave the earth. I don't mean long, long, long before I leave the earth. I don't mean like now today. I mean like when I'm leaving. <laughs> we like to just make certain that I am on the right flight. <laughs> if you could be so kind and say that to me, I will know that I'm on the, the right flight. And I wouldn't be hesitant about leaving because I'm on the right flight. Um, glory to God. So, from Jesus, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that love us and washed us from our sins 
in his own blood. That's Revelation 1, verse 5. So this term, first begotten from the dead, the first, first, the first is carry on to Jesus all the way to Revelation. Now, in Colossians 1, verse 18, it says he's the firstborn from the dead. And um, Revelation 1, verse 5, which I just read, it says he's the first begotten of the dead. And um, the two terms, um, it talks about the same person. I'm speaking about just one person. There's only one God. And no matter which way he manifests himself, what role he might occupy, what title you might assume, it's the same one God I'm talking about. So that he's very distinct in these roles that he plays in order to bring us to full understanding of him and, 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 and some, some specific aspects of him working out our salvation um, for us. Um, glory to God. So first, first begotten, of the of the dead, did I tell you what firstborn means? Firstborn means live or died, resurrected with the Father, resurrected, never coming back, and you now have the preeminence. Hallelujah, glory to God, um, and the authority by your discretion to distribute the, the preeminence. Um, first um, begotten of of the dead. First begotten of the dead. It means that we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Okay? He is um, the first begotten of the dead. That means he is the one that's begetting us into the kingdom, the kingdom of God. So, he was first begotten, and then he begat us. And if you read First, Second, and Third John in the back of the Bible, you will see that Jesus Christ begat us. And so he was he, he was begotten first. So when Saint John three sixteen called him the only begotten, John was right. He is the only one that the Holy Ghost and the Father directly beget in Mary's womb. The rest of us, we come through Christ. So the Bible says in Second Corinthians 5, if any man be in Christ, 517 is a new creature. So we come through Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Almighty God. But because Christ, because Jesus is still God, then we're not God's grandchildren. We're just God's children. So when Jesus was begotten, he was begotten, God was in another form when Jesus was begotten as when we were begotten. Okay? Only Jesus Christ alone was begotten directly by the, the Holy Ghost. Jesus Christ, there was no man involved in Jesus Christ being Begotten. So that's why he's the only begotten. He's the only one that's begotten that way. The rest of us, though, we were born through our biological mom and dad, and then through the Spirit, Jesus Christ came and beget us again unto a lively hope. So he went to the dead first. He died and went to um, went into the grave first and came back, and then all this work is being done 
in the church. Okay, glory to God. So because we are saved, because we're begotten by him, although he's not walking around on the earth today, we can we can we can honor him and stand up for him. We can we can stand our ground. We can we can say yes, yes, yes. Jesus Christ is Lord because he, he, he beget us and he lives in us and from, from our spirit we can identify him to be real and to be alive. So we don't need physical eyes and he doesn't know any man after the flesh anyway. So but we don't need a physical, visible um representation of God today because we have we were begotten by the Son of God and we live on our inside and so we have this internal relationship and this internal understanding um, with him. Now, for all what I say about all these different sons, it is very easy for one to think that all I'm saying is purely semantics. It's just words, just different words. It doesn't really make any much difference to anything. Um, but I want you to know that God does not waste words. And so if God is going to take the time to say these words, then trust me, he does have a specific meaning, and we're required to know what the meanings are. When I was preparing to do my lesson a few weeks ago, and the Lord started to tell me about what the Son of Man means, and because I know in my spirit that if he fulfilled that role, (laughs) I'm required to fulfill it too. I can fulfill it if I don't know it, but if I know it, then I have no excuse. So I kind of said to the Lord, do I really need to know this? <laughs> do I really need to know these things, what you're, what you're telling me? Like, I already know you as the Son of God and the only begotten, and I love you as such. Like, can I love you any more than I love you now? The answer to the question, yes, is yes. I could love you more if I discover more of my heart. But I think I'm probably lazy by nature as a lot of Christians are these days. And (laughs) the the more I know, the more responsible I'm going to have to be because to whom much is given, much is required. You know, but when it comes to God and the kingdom of God, ignorance is not bliss. So do not ask for ignorance. You ask to know because if we're ignorant, we're going to be destroyed. We're going to perish. So I asked the Lord, do I really need to know these things? Like, uh, really? I taught monetism so many times and I I didn't go into this depth. And, and the Lord asked me back a question. You know, as I love to ask a question when, when, when you ask him question, he, he says, let me ask you, would you consent to fall in love with a man and marry him and commit to live the rest of your life with him and don't, know, and don't really know him, don't know everything about him? I mean, you, the rest of your life on earth. Would you consent? Would you consent to a marry a man you don't know? Now, I know that there are many women who marry men they don't know, even, even for love per se. Um, I know many women marry men they don't know, <laughs> um, but I'm not one of them, and God knows I'm not one of them. So um, um, that's why He was able to use that analogy because He knows it would connect connect with my with my concept of marriage, and and that's how God is. That's that's how you know that God is real and God is personal and God knows you. Because when he speaks to you, it makes sense to you. It, you can relate to what he's saying. He relates to you. And so I said, no, you know I wouldn't marry anybody I don't know. I'm so glad you don't mean that, that I get that desperate. 
to marry somebody. I don't know. I don't want to know you after I marry you. I need to know you before I marry you so I could make a good decision if you're the person I should be marrying or not. That's my concept. I'm not saying it works. I'm just saying that is my silly concept about getting married. And so he says, well, then, would you really consent to come and spend eternity with me if you don't know me? And when the Lord put it that way, and I fully understand what he was getting at, that is necessary to know him in order, not just to know him, but in order for me to fulfill my role in him, in order for me to fulfill my purpose in him, in order for me to really stand my ground. You know, you know, in my mind, saints of God, I have it, I have it in my mind right now that there isn't anything that anybody can demand of me or require of me that will get me to deny Christ. That's, that's, that's my concept right now. That's what I believe. That's what I have in my mind. But you know that being born in, in the, the, the Western world, I've not presented me with any real dire or treacherous situation where I had to prove that. Like, that's what I believe, and that's, that's what I believe I will, I will honor. But I've not really gotten a chance to prove that if I will really honor that or not. No, I'm not asking for the chance to prove it because I see folks who, who have to prove it. I see what they go through. And I'm not a martyr. I'm not a self-martyr. So I, I'm not asking that to prove it, but I believe in my heart that there isn't anything that the world, the governments of the world, wicked men, ungodly men, um, devilish men, or even the devil himself that can require me that will get me to back down from the Lord. And in Hebrews, when it says you have not yet resisted unto blood striving against him, that, that's me. I identify with that scripture. I have not dropped one I have not shed one drop of blood, not one drop, because I believe in Christ. I have lost a lot of things because I believe in Christ, a lot of things. A lot of things that were precious and are precious to me, a lot of things that caused me to, to sorrow deeply, but I have not lost any blood over Christ. But I know that there are people whose blood was required of them, and even today still is required of them. And they they stand their ground. So they can more say that than I, that they will stand. Um, we all know about the, the gas chamber that the folks went through, not for the name of Jesus. Jewish people don't uh, consent to Jesus. Uh, the other day, one of them told me that I wasn't Jewish enough for him to talk with me about God, but um, it's, it's God nonetheless, the same God that we serve, that they, that, they, they, that they belong to, and they were being persecuted because of that God. Um, Nebuchadnezzar, if you guys read the Babylonian history, you, you, you didn't want to come face to face with Nebuchadnezzar. Um, his method of execution, they were just, inhumane is, is not even the word for it. It was just unspeakable what, what Nebuchadnezzar would do. And so we read Hebrews chapter 11, and we, I won't take that scripture lightly as to what it could come to if the world 
if the world will really get back to that, or if the Lord sent me to another part of the world to be a witness, what what I could possibly face. And um, it's all right for me to say, no matter what it costs, I won't back down from the Lord. It's okay for my mouth to say that. But I just pray that if it comes to the death, um, it will prove to be Proof to be true. Okay? So, in the Bible, in the Bible, it says that Jesus fulfilled all these roles, and you'll see what it cost him. He was crucified. And so the Bible says if they did that to the, to the green branch, then what might they possibly do with you who have been engrafted in and who is the dry branch, right? Dry branch ready to be burnt. So just keep that in mind while we're going through these lessons that um, the, detail, the details that God put in the Bible, they're not semantics. It's, it's not because God loves to talk and, and God is the word and he doesn't have anything else to do um, but talk. So he talks and he has these men write down what he said. That's, that's not it at all. It's, it's because we need to know. We need to know. We have to operate on a need-to-know basis. We need to know because we never know which one of these details about God is the one that is really going to anchor our heart in him so strongly that nothing can uproot us. We don't know what it is. Maybe to some folks it's the fact that he's the only begotten son of God. Maybe that's the one that will really get you so anchored. Maybe to another person, it's because he was the son of David, which is where I'm trying to get to tonight. Um, maybe to another person, it's because he was the son of Mary and Joseph. I don't know. It seems insignificant to some people that Jesus was the son of Mary and Joseph. But to somebody else, that might just be the scripture. Um, the scripture that got me to settle between Jesus Christ and God of the Old Testament is in St. John 10, where Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. Just that, just that number. And there are tons of stuff in the Bible about Jesus being um, God, undeniable proof. But none of it really mm, connected with me that there's only one God in the Bible. And no matter how many ways he might manifest and how many roles he might fulfill, he's the same one. St. John, before Abraham was, I am. And I read that, and um, as soon as I read it, it was like a whole eternity of light went off, and that bell started ringing, and the old Bible just fell into, everything just fitted, everything just connected like a, like a jigsaw puzzle, everything just found its place. And I says, oh, my God, you are the same God that, created and he said yes, yes, yes. And 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 so that doesn't that scripture doesn't do anything for some people. Before Abraham was I am that that doesn't mean anything to some people. But that was what got me um in the place where I can actually um relate relate to the God of the Bible without confusion. And to me, that scripture is priceless. 
because you cannot go to heaven in confusion. You cannot go to heaven not going, not knowing God, not going, not knowing God in the detail of how He wants to lead you. If He's leading you to a certain um, depth in Him, and you refuse to go, that's the point where you decide to go to hell. No matter what you know about God, no matter how great you are in God, no matter how much miracles you can work, no matter how good you can teach or how well you can preach, if the Lord is leading you in a certain path and you deem that you are not going or you cannot go, that's the point from which you're going to go to hell. And all according to Ezekiel 13, chapter 13 or something like that, your, your, all your righteousness that you had um, acted in and verify yourself in before that point, all of that will be count for naught. Um, I said, well, how sad. So for some people, it will just be in the beginning stage of their, of their walk with God. To some people, it will be like somewhere like midpoint. To some people, it will be like a 75% point. Some people, 90% point. Some people, probably 99% point. <laughs> Just stop going. They're not going anymore. Anyway, you stop going. That's the point um, from which you have decided that you're not going. You're not going to heaven in, anymore. And so we have to continue walking. The Bible says, occupy until I come. You have to continue walking until the Spirit of God catch, catches you up or catches you away. So, so oh, when you're being caught away, you're in, the, you're in the motion of going forward. You can't be sitting still and get caught up. You have to be in the motion of moving forward and upward. If you want to get a good vision of this, you can go back and, and look in detail on Elijah being caught up in this chariot. Of, of fire, uh, you will get a good good picture of what of how God expects to find you when He comes to catch up. You have to be in motion, and so you make this step, and you figure you're gonna you're gonna your, your feet is gonna land back on the earth. You lift your your your, your foot up, um, and you figure that it's gonna land back on the earth. But in lifting your foot up, you'll find yourself into um, a heavenly place. With God, I have I have a son, my last born son. He he really gives me a run for my money as a mom. He, he he's the one that put my maternal instinct to the greatest test. And so one day, my third born son called me and told me that he was kidnapped. And I wasn't living in Brampton at the time, so he says you need to come to Brampton right now. And I said why? He says Leon is kidnapped. And I said, how do you guys know that? And he said, because somebody saw and he yelled out our phone number to the person and said, call my family and let them know. So <laughs> my kids called me. And I said, okay, thanks for the information. They said, are you coming to Brampton? I said, no. They said, so aren't you going to come and try and find him? As I said, you guys can tell me exactly who took him and where they they're having me coming to Brampton, that won't make any difference. So they said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to do what I always do. I'm going to turn to God who knows everything, and he will tell me what to do. So I hung up. I said, you guys, you can go and pray and praise the Lord and do whatever it is that you guys do and want to do, but I, I need to go find my son. So um, 
They said, I thought you said you weren't. I said, no, I'm not coming to Brampton. I'm not coming physically. Uh, I'm going to go find my son in the spirit. So I hang up the phone and I said to the Lord, I said, God, um, what is your position in this and what do you want me to do? And he says, jump. And I said, jump? <laughs> I, said, I said, what do you mean jump? He said, you don't know what jump means. You don't know you know somebody jump. I said, I'm asking about Leon being kidnapped. I said, you must jump. And so I said, okay, if anybody comes here and see me just jumping around with nothing going on, they're going to think I'm real crazy. And he said, do you want to find your son or not? I want to find your son, you jump. So I, I bent my knee and I elevated myself off the ground, meaning I jumped. But when I jumped, saints of God, I found myself in another realm, another dimension. And I knew where my son was. I just had to speak to the folks who had him, that they will release him no matter whatever it is they, they figure they, they had against him or whatever they wanted, like it would be settled if they would release him. And they had him. My son was somewhere out. They were going north, north out of Brampton, and they were already far north. And they just stopped. They stopped the car, and they let him out and just find your way back. So he had to walk. Because I wasn't even about to call anybody to go get him. I said, he got himself, whoever these guys were that took him. And um, he's really going to find his way home. So I called my children back and I said, stop worrying. Um, just praying on his name until he calls you guys and tell you where to come and pick him up. You guys could go pick him up. But from where he is right now, there's no telephone. And he has to walk a long distance. So he had back to some sort of civilization, but he will call for you guys to pick him up. And and that was what happened. So um, whatever the Lord tells you to do, it might look mighty silly, but if you want the result, you do what God says. You do what God says. So at any point, at any point you are in your walk with God, you could have raised the dead before, and you refuse to continue walking. The point where you stop walking with God that's the point where you have resigned yourself to go to hell. So make sure that you keep on walking, so that you're occupying. If the Lord asks you to go through the valley of the shadow of death, some place that it looks like if I make one step in that place, I'm dead meat stepping anyway. To die in Christ is gain. To die out of Christ is futile. So if it looks like that to you, I just want you to know it only looks like that to you. Um, Christ is with you. Wherever he leads you, you go. He will not lead you any place where you're going to lose your soul and boy, and don't go to heaven. But if you stop walking, you will lose your soul. Keep on walking. That was not a part of my note. I don't know why I said that. That's for somebody on the line, I guess, who might be wondering if it's worth continuing to walk with God. So another role of sonship, and I'm going to do this one, and then I'll look at another one, and I'll be done. And, um, another role of sonship that Jesus Christ fulfilled is, is what's called the son of David. And that's in, I think it's in Matthew chapter 1, when we're reading about the birth of Jesus Christ. Was on this the, the, the genealogy, um, Jesus Christ is the son of, son of David. 
And that too has specific meaning. Now, to somebody who is not a Jew, he might not really figure too much with you. Uh, I'm not saying that it shouldn't or it doesn't. Um, I'm just saying that um, if you are a Jewish person, that will have some special significance to you because it was prophesied through the prophets that that was one of the signs of the Messiah, of their Messiah. He, he, he had to be born um, in the lineage of Judah um, and specifically through, through, through David, right? And for a long time, you know, for a long time, saints of God, even before I got saved, I thought Jesus came through the lineage of Joseph, like Ephraim and Manasseh, like that. Joseph that was taken to Eve. Not, not Joseph, Mary's husband, but the one that was taken, that was sold by his brother, that, that one. With the butter and the bacon and all of that stuff in Egypt and seven years of famine and that Joseph. I, I thought Jesus came through him because I, I can't find anywhere in the scriptures where that boy messed up in any way, shape, or form. And, and so I just thought that was the one that Jesus came through. But to my surprise, I found that, that Jesus didn't come through Joseph, but uh, Jesus actually came through Judah. Hallelujah. So in Genesis 49, so my chagrin, Jesus came through Judah. I couldn't believe it. But in Genesis 49, um, I'm going to read a couple of verses for you um, as, to why it's, as to why Jesus had to be born through, through Judah and as to why he's the son of David and, and what it means that he's the son of David. And Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Isn't that wonderful to have a parent who could do that? Oh, my Jesus. I said, when I was like, oh, my God, why wasn't I, why didn't I have a daddy like that? A natural daddy. Um, glory to God. But Jacob was able to see all his children's life and exactly what was going to happen to them. And so he was able to tell them so that when they, when they, when he, he was gone, they would still maintain their position and be preserved. Hallelujah. So it's the same thing. You need to know about God, your daddy. You need to know what your daddy is saying about you, that you can be preserved and that you can continue walking in your calling and in your purpose and in your ministry. I just tell you, it makes you stop walking no matter what you had accomplished before, no matter how righteous you were. The minute you stop walking, whether it's fear or greed or laziness or ignorance, I don't know why people stop walking. I have not stopped walking yet since I started. And I have no intention to. I just confess that maybe something will happen later that I have not experienced yet that will cause me to think twice. But in my mind, my mindset, I am never, ever going to stop walking with the Lord. So if something happens in that moment, the Lord is going to have to equip me. But I'm not ever going to stop. That's a personal decision of mine, and it's one that I'm certain the Lord will uphold. Backsliding is not an option with me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't want the trouble, but backsliding is not an option. So if you skip over to verse 10 of, of Genesis 49, you'll read these words. The scepter, no, let me read from verse 8. Judah, so, 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 so Jacob is talking to all his sons, and he's telling them the year after. They're all like, he says, in the last days, until in the last days, doesn't mean until the end of time. He's going to tell them what's going to happen in their lineage until the end of time. No matter how long time lasts, this is, this is your position on the earth. So verse 8 says, Judah. Thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. And that's what Judah means. Let God be praised. 
Thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies. That means he's victorious, valiant, none can overthrow him. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. He's going to be the head of the clan. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down, he crouched as a lion and as an old lion. Who shall rose him up? The scepter, so he's a king. Lion is king. The scepter shall not depart from Judah. Scepter is the, is the wand, uh, the rod um, that kings use to signify whatever they're saying. Sometimes they have to talk. They have to say something. They have to signify something. They don't figure the situation is worthy enough to even utter their voice. So they have the scepter that day, you know. They move it, and the folks who are around will understand what the scepter means, okay? So the scepter is your, is your symbol of authority and power that nobody can resist. So Judah is, um, Jacob is saying to Judah, you are a king. You're going to be a king. Your lineage is going to be a king. Hallelujah, glory to God. And you're going to make laws. So the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet. You say a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come. Um, Shiloh is Jesus Christ himself. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. That is why today, um, sometimes I get to this lesson, I run very fast because I realize my time is ending and I still have a bit to say. Um, that is why today, all over the world, the nation of Israel is called Jews. You're all called Jews. It doesn't matter from which one of these brothers or these boys they came from, they're now called Jews. Only Judah's children, the Jews, are identified on the earth singularly. So all the other tribes have melted into Judah because Judah is the king. The scepter is with him and the lawgiver is between his feet. Um, between his feet, that means he's going to carry on a lineage of kings. The, the, the kingship shall not depart from his, his lineage, from his lineage, okay? And Jesus Christ is going to come through that same lineage, okay, until Shiloh comes. Um, binding is full under the vine, unto the, the vine, and his ass is cold unto the choice vine, he washed his garment in wine and his clothes in the blood of Christ. It just means that when Shiloh comes, he's going to die. <laughs> he's going to die. He's going to see blood because king, they're going to crucify the king. They're going to murder the king. Um, the king is going to be crucified for him, not only just for the nation of Israel, but for the entire, the entire world. Um, glory to God. So that was prophesied. Everybody knew that. Even the devil knew it and tried in many ways to stop it. And so many of the persecutions that um, the Jews went through is just the enemy trying to make sure this doesn't come to pass. But whatever God says has to come to pass. So we have seen that um, Jesus has come, but the earth is still here. We are still going on. The Jews are still going through what they go through. You can see them in the earth. And, um, and the church is occupying where the church Occupies because um, blindness is happened to the, has happened to the children of children of Israel. So um, Jacob prophesied and told Judah is fourth son by Leah. 
the wife that he hated, that um, the kingship of God was going to be manifested on the earth through his lineage. Um, Psalms 132 um, will let you know that it is through David. All of this was not going to be significant until David um, comes because the children of Israel never knew how to walk with God the full mile. And so they always need a Messiah. They're always conquered and captured. And God always has to be delivering, delivering them. And, um, but eventually he was going to find a servant after his, his own heart. And um, he would be able to move his plan forward. And so we see that that is signifying Psalms 132. That's what Psalms 132 is about, that um, David would be the turning point. Um, for, for the kingship. So Jesus being called the son of David, and I'm closing with this. Next week we'll pick up from here. Jesus being called the son of David means that he is the king of heaven finding visible residency and manifestation on the earth. Now God promised David that it would never fail him, God. Sometimes people read and think he says it would never fail David. How could that be? David's going to die and go into sepulchre, and the children, his children are going to do all kind of stuff, and God is a just God, so God's still going to have to punish his children. But So it wouldn't fail God. So the Bible says it would never fail him to have a man sitting on David's throne. God promised that. God says that to David. It will never fail him to have a man sitting on his throne. That means, as Isaiah says, the kingship that was coming through the lens of Judah is an everlasting um, kingdom. And of that kingdom, there shall be no end. Now, if you're a troublesome, if you're a troublesome lightning, you can't see a, a, a thought in your head. So how come I don't see no king today in Israel? Any place, Israel is not, you don't even have a, a throne. And or you could even say, so how comes when Jesus came here, there was no Israelite, there was no Jews on the on the throne because Herod was the king at the time, and Herod is not a Jew, was not a Jew. As a matter of fact, you know, Herod was Herod was Esau's boy, and you know this thing between Esau and Jacob, right? <laughs> so for Herod to be there was just an affront to 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 Jacob or to Judah to say, see. Your daddy stole our birthright, but we're still ruling over you. You're not no king here. So, um, what? So, what does what did God mean when He says the scepter shall not depart? What did God mean when He said to David, "It will not fail me to have a man sitting on your throne"? What was He talking about? Are we see it in the straight when Jesus was born? Mary and Joseph, who were supposed to be the king and the queen, they were just carpenters and uh, I, 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 uh, a house, a housekeeper, Mary, right? Um, and you see, even now today, there's no throne in Israel, and there's no Jew sitting on any throne in Israel right now. Israel does not have a kingship right now on the earth. God does not lie. I told you earlier, 
and the Bible is right and the scriptures are true. Next week, um, we'll pick up from here and let you know what it means that Jesus is the son of David and that the scepter is still with Judah and that his throne is still intact, valid, and he is in fact reigning. God bless you. Hope I did not confuse you. Hope I gave you enough to go search out God. God bless you. I love you all. Thank you for your audience. Um, Minister Lashana. Amen. Amen. Father Thank God, you know, watch me. You and then back Give me my sins, thoughts, and actions. Anything that's not of you, I do want to repent, and I receive your forgiveness in no other name but your son's name of Jesus. Father God, right now we thank you for the lesson that came forth tonight, Father God. I lift up Elder June up to you once again, Father God, and everything she's poured, in, poured out to us tonight, I ask you to pour back into her, oh Lord. And right now, God, I am thankful for the lesson that went before, Father God, and we're, and we're awesomely blessed, Father God. We thank you for everything that has happened thus far, Father God, and we give you praise. Um, and we pray this prayer in no other name but your son's name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, the line is open for your comments, your questions, and your feedback. Now, all at once now. <laughs> Praise God. Praise, Praise God. God. Praise God. Elder Jude, I'm going to say amen and hallelujah to everything you have said. And I'm going to, I have the scripture. I'm going to um, go through the scripture again. And I love, I, I truly, I truly love it. Come and teach because it motivates me to to want to know more and go deeper into God and the relationship that you have with God. All of us, all of us, just seek to have that deep relationship where we can speak to God and hear Him answer us directly. So, woman of God, I thank you. Um, and you you mentioned a thing that when you were much younger or before you get saved, whichever, um, you um you thought Jesus came from the line of Joseph. You're not yes. the only one who thought so too. I thought so too. As a little girl growing up and um read about Joseph and his brothers and stuff, I thought when, when, when they said jo- Jesus was Joseph's father, I know that Jesus was um God was Jesus' father. His father was the father, yes. but I thought it was Joseph who was, I was like, wow, Joseph lived so long. <laughs> and it was when I started to, um, when I, it was when I started to listen keenly now, when I started to um, sit in the understand with my grandmother, then I realized it was not that Joseph. So um, I thank you for saying that because maybe there are people on the line, are people who will listen, you know, you know, young people, especially young people will yes. believe that or think that too. So thank you, woman of God. God bless you. And I, I, I really, I really, 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 really appreciate you coming here Monday after Monday for the past year and a half, coming here to teach us and, um, you know, give us insight and get our, get us, get, us, get our mind prepare and getting deeper with God. I really appreciate you and I I thank you so much, even though you have so much at hand. But 
God has allowed you and given you the strength to do this. And I love, I, I love, I love, I love what you said about yourself. You said, um, um, like turning back, or you didn't say turn back. I want to use the um the right word. Well, you said it's not an option. But it's not an option for you. I, 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 I truly, I, tr- you know what, woman of God, I, I, I truly admire that. And when I was younger, I, I slipped away because I didn't know better, and I, I, and I came back and I slipped away again. But I came back to Christ ten years ago, and I'm not going back. There's no, there's no. I will say that I will say that too. Backslide is not an option for me. Not an option. Am I gonna, where am I gonna go back to? My, oh, my little ten year old my little twelve year old granddaughter said to me, Nana, she said a word to me and I said, What does that mean? She said, Nana, really? You are so slow. So I would <laughs> I, 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 I would rather stay right here not, with not, 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 not in the, not the world. <laughs> <laughs> More than going going back there in the world because I I truly 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 would not sit in out there. So oh, I, really? I would not. I would not. No, no place for me in the world. Some some words I don't even know and I, I, I'm, I'm not interested. I don't want to know them. So I thank God. I thank God and I, and I will say 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 also going back there is not an option for me. No, no, no. I thank God. I thank God that I have learned so much, I have grown so much, and it's all because of this ministry, this ministry, and I, I, I thank God. I thank God for you, Elder June. God bless you, and I, and I continue to keep you and your family in prayer. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you. God bless you, too. God bless you, woman of God. God bless you. Amen. The line is open. For your comments and your questions and your feedback. Amen. Well, once again, Elder Jim, I am I was blessed tonight. I can't. Um, there are a lot of things I've learned, and some of the things you confirmed. So, I'm just going to say I am. Uh, I'm thankful for tonight, and thank you for your teaching. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Good evening, Jim. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Um, I, I must say, I, I have to go back and listen to the playback, uh, just dealing with a lot of things in the background. But um, I, I know I, I also got the um, the thing where you said. Backsliding is not an option. Well, it, like Sister Monica said, it's not an option for me anymore, ever. It's like I don't even have a desire to think about serving Satan anymore. You know, and praise when God. I was younger, amen, praise God, because when I was younger, it was just, you know, when you don't know better, you don't do better. And it's just like, oh, uh-uh, we always take it for granted that God is going to be there when we want to come back or we can do what we want to do at the time. And when we finish doing our thing, we can come to God, you know, but now that's, I'm, I'm, I'm grown now. I'm growing up now, you know, and, and I know that it's not an option for me to go back. You know, it's nothing I desire to be 
closer to the Lord and more intimate with him. So I just thank you for even just saying that part. And I know that I'm going to listen to uh, the teaching again as I usually do so that, like you said, I can go back and just really write stuff down as I hear it, you know, things that I need to glean from, you know. So thank you, Elder June, for your faithfulness and for coming on every Monday and, and just blessing us with these awesome teachings. And I'm I'm so thankful and grateful to be a part of this ministry as well. And I love you, Minister. Yeah, thank you so much. And I'm praying for Jeline as well and, and your family and you, and I love you dearly. Thank you. I love you, too. God bless. Amen. 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 The line again is open for your comments, your questions, and your feedback. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. And amen. Okay. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, right now, I am going to uh, open the line up. Do we have any? Um, and if I could, uh, do we have any prayer requests? Um, Minister Lashana, can I pray just a few minutes? <laughs> oh, sure. <clears throat> praise God. Um, praise God. Father God, I thank you and I praise you and magnify your name. Oh God, truly, there is none like you, nothing comes to None God. like you. Mighty God, you are God and you are mighty God. Tonight I come before you, mighty God, and I just want to say thank you, mighty God. Father God, I lift Hallelujah. up our and thank to you. Oh God, tonight I want to thank you, mighty God, for many blessings. I want to thank you, oh God, for giving her the strength. I want to thank you, oh God, mighty God, for your woman servant and her entire family. Father God, I want to thank you, oh God, just just to say thank you, mighty God, for everything that you are doing in her life and everything that you continue to do. Father God, I please her and her each and her family into your hands tonight. And I ask, oh God, that you continue to bless them in a mighty, mighty way, oh God. Father God, I thank you, mighty God, for her husband. I thank you, mighty God, for her newborn addition to her family. Father God, we thank you for each and every many blessing, wonderful life, mighty God. And we, we, we ask for this in not a name but your son, Jesus Christ. Father God, I lift up our our overseer, um, Dr. Benjamin and Dr. Angela Rucker. Father God, I thank you, oh God, mighty God. I thank you for the, for, for the ministries that you have placed in your hands. I thank you, mighty God, for the things you are doing, the things that you have done already, and the things that you are about to do, oh God. I ask, oh God, that you will continue to strengthen them, mighty God. I lift up each and every member of Brother Christ Ministry. I lift up the um, Cradle of Hope Children Ministry. I lift them up to you, mighty God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, I lift up our bishop to your bishop Carlton Sason and first lady Naomi. I lift up the greater highway members, each and every one of them to you, Father God. And I thank you, oh God, mighty God. That mighty God, when they go in the place, they don't come out the same. Father God, I thank you for our life being changed. I thank you for transformation. I thank you, oh God, for shackles 
that are broken. I thank you, mighty God, for life, oh God, that I change. Father God, I ask, oh God, that you will continue, oh God, to do only what you can do. Continue to expand the ministry. Continue to provide for them financially in every area of their life in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, I lift up Dr. Raymond Filetta to you, mighty God, and I thank you, oh God, I lift up his entire family, his wife, mighty God, his children, grandchildren, in the mighty name of Jesus. I lift up my spiritual dad, Elder Castle Swap, Evangelist Elder Castle Swap, praise God. I lift up his wife, I lift up Sister Jackie, um, her his daughter, my spiritual sister. I lift up his grandson. I lift up his sister down here in Miami. Oh, God, I lift up each and every member of his family. And I ask you, oh, God, oh, God, to continue, oh, God, to to do only what you can do. Continue to have your way and your divine way in their life. In their life. Father God, I lift up eligible Malcolm to you tonight. Faithful, 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 mighty God. Oh, God, I thank you, oh, God, for the, for the knowledge that you have given to her. I thank you, oh, God, for the understanding, mighty God for the wisdom and Father God I thank you oh God that night after night Monday night after Monday night she come my God she help us to understand. She teach us, Mighty God. Father God, we do not take it lightly, and we want to thank you. And Father God, I ask, oh God, that you continue, oh God, to to let your healing virtue go through each and every member of us, of our house, our family. Remember, Delano, oh God, that you, Mighty God, have known him, oh God, before the foundation of the world, Mighty God. And Father God, you have created him in his mother's womb. You see every bone, every marrow, every blood vessel, oh God. And Father God, tonight I ask you, God, because you are jealous and maker, because you are a sustainer, because you are his healer, I thank you, mighty God, that mighty God, you, oh God, have ordained everything for jealous and jealous and mighty God will live, oh God, to fulfill the calling upon his life in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you, oh God, tonight, mighty God. We, we give you praise, almighty God. We know, oh God, that who you have anointed and called, nothing, mighty God, can stop them. So, Father God, tonight, we thank you, mighty God. We thank you for having Jalen in your hands. We thank you, oh God, for having covered from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. Father God, I thank you. And I thank you for favor. I thank you, mighty God, for for every growth, spiritually, physically, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, bless Ella June's sister. Bless his children, each and every one of them, each and every one of his grandchildren. Every person, oh God, that is connected to Ella June's mom, come I ask, oh God, that you continue to bless them, mighty God. And those, mighty God, who you need to save salvation, Father God, I thank you, oh God, that the manifestation, mighty God, will soon be seen. And Father God, we give you praise. Oh, God, I lift up Minister Lashana to you tonight, mighty God. And I thank you, oh, God, for your woman servant. I thank you for your daughter. Oh, God, I ask that you continue, oh, God, to strengthen her. Continue, oh, God, to download into her your knowledge, mighty God. Continue, oh, God, to to do everything that mighty God that you can that you will do and you are about to do in her life. Father God, I thank you, God. Continue, oh God, to, to set your angel, mighty God, to surround her house, the car that she drives, even when she at work, mighty God. Father God, I lift her up to you, mighty God, and I ask oh God that mighty God is saturate her with your son's precious blood from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet. 
Father God, I thank you for healing virtue, mighty God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, I thank you, O oh God, that you alone she look to, O oh God, and Father God, you promise that you will supply all our needs. So, Father God, we thank you for supplying each need, every need you supply, O oh God. And Father God, we, we leave her into your hands, and we thank you, yes, mighty God, for being her daddy. We thank you, O oh God, for being our comforter, our best friend, Father God. We thank you, and we ask you all these in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Father God, I lift up Sister Jacqueline Cheng Wong to you tonight. Mighty God, I thank you. Oh God, Father God, I thank you for favor tomorrow, favor, favor upon favor. Father God, you have ordained every step of her life. And, Father God, I thank you, oh, God, that you will do what seems fit for her. Father God, I thank you for her husband, her children, mighty God, her mother, her dad, her grandmother, each and every one of her family members, her friends, mighty God, every client that she talks, every client that she takes care of, Father God. I thank you, mighty God, that you have placed her in their life at such a time as this. I lift up Ella Green, First Lady Wendy, Pastor Morgan, Sister Pauline, oh God, Prophet Bob Proper, Prophet Gina, Prophetess Gina, Prophet Joseph, Prophetess Marsha, Prophet Ta- Prophetess Tasha, her children, oh God, Minister Kemisha, oh God, each and every children that is represented in Simple Word Ministry and other ministry. Father God, I lift up my grandchildren to you. I lift up Minister Nayoka, I lift up Prophetess and Prophet Antonio. Oh God, I lift up Sister Erica, her husband, her children and her grandchildren. God, I place each and every member, present member right now before you. Oh God, I place the um, the, the, the past member before you. You see them, them mighty God. You know each and every one of them. I place them before you. And Father God, we thank you. Oh God, that your will and your will alone will be done in their life. I thank you, Father God, for Sister Andrea Murray. I thank you, oh God, for those who are looking at job. Father God, I thank you, oh God, that you have the right job for them. Oh God, I thank you, mighty God, that you are our judge. Mighty God, you are our teacher, our father, our comforter. And Father God, we thank you that you are our God. Father God, I lift up the, the members that are coming into Simple Word Ministry, the, present, the um, future members. I lift them up to you tonight, wherever they are, mighty God. And I thank you, mighty God, that they will be coming one by one. Mighty God, some of them will be sick and need spiritual healing, and you are sending them here. Some of them, mighty God, will 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 come here to teach us, mighty God, because you have a, you'll have things for them to teach us and things that to encourage us. So, Father God, I lift them up to you tonight, and I just want to thank you, God, for being God. I want to thank you, God, that I, I I'm able to come before you once more, mighty God, and give you praise. I'm able to lift up my family member, my 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 brothers and sisters in Christ. And right now, mighty God, I place my knees, Deborah, before you. Oh, God, I thank you, Father God. Your God, you're a giver of life. I thank you for the blessing. I thank you, mighty God. Oh, God, you, oh, God, have kept her. You have kept that baby, mighty God. And even though that baby is is born at, at, at seven months, mighty God, six months and three weeks, oh, God, I know, oh, God, you are the giver of life. And I know, oh, God, you will sustain the body. So, Father 
Father God, I thank you, mighty God. I I, I, I just want to thank you, God. You're awesome. Oh, God, words I, words, I don't have words to describe all your heart, God, but I thank you, mighty God. I thank you. I give you praise. Father God, I ask, oh, God, that you will keep Deborah in perfect peace. Keep her strengthener, oh, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And, Father God, I just want to thank you. Oh, God, there's so much people out there, so much of your people who are married and need children, Father God. Father God, I thank you, oh, God, for blessing them. Oh, God, you blessed Sarah with a baby when she was 90 years old. Oh, God, you bless Hannah. And, Father God, if you do it for them, you can do it for, for, for if you do it for Anna and Sarah, mighty God, you can do it for your children who, who, who want to have, to conceive, mighty God. Father God, we know, oh, God, that your ways, uh, our, our ways are not your ways. And just as though your ways are, are your thoughts are higher, mighty God, your soul, you know everything that you know best. So, Father God, I thank you. Father God, I place uh, our husband before you. Father God, I thank you for strengthening each and every husband that is represented in Simple Word Ministry and other connecting ministry. Father God, we lift them up to you tonight, and we ask your God that you will continue to keep them, continue, oh God, to let, oh God, I ask, oh God, that they will continue to be the end of the household, the rightful position that, that you have placed on them, Father God. I thank you, mighty God, that the husbands and the fathers will be teaching their children the godly way. Father God, I thank you for the mothers, mighty God. Oh God, we have so much single mothers out there, but God, we do not look we at that because we know, oh God, that you are the Abba Father and you're Father of all. So Father God, tonight I want to thank you. Father God, I want to thank you for 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 each and every person. I want to thank you for Prophetess Mary. God, continue to bless her. Continue to open up mighty God doors for her. I want to thank you for Sister Diane. Oh God, Sister Donna Brooke, Donna Wilson. Oh God, I want to thank you for Prof. Um, hallelujah. For um, mighty God, Elder Rodriguez, Evangelist Rodriguez. I want to thank you, oh God, for each and every person tonight. Father God, bless them. And Father God, those who I fail to um, call name, God, you know them all. That's why I mentioned past, present, and future members. Father God, you know everything about them, and you see everything about them. I thank you, O oh God, for healing. I thank you, O oh God, for deliverance. I thank you, my God, O oh God, that you are the God of all gods. O oh God, you are our Jehovah Rapha. You are our Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Adonai. Oh, God, you are everything that we need, and we thank you, oh, God, that we look to you and to you only. Father, continue to direct our step, mighty God. Continue, mighty God, as we continue to serve you, as we continue to, mm. to Shabbat you, glory, as we continue to get deeper into you. Father God, we thank you that you are our God, and we thank you for keeping us. And I ask you all these in no other name but your Son, Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, um, glory to God. Okay. Um, my my neighbor has a, a sister. She says that um 
um, when she was nine, she was diagnosed with some sort of cancer in her brain stem. And they did remove the cancer, but she hasn't grown since nine. So now she's 20, and she still looks the exact same way as when she was nine. And she has, begin, she has begun to have seizures. And the doctors haven't got the slightest clue why she's having um, seizures. So she's on a watch to make certain that she don't die when she gets these seizures because they're very violent and they're coming more often. So um, I have I promised them that I would pray. I would ask my um, my prayer family to pray um, for her. Her name is Teresa, and um, I'm asking you please to let us pray um, okay. for her in Jesus' name. But Father God, right now, wash me in your Son's precious blood. Forgive me of my sins and actions. Anything that's not of you, I do honestly repent. And I receive your forgiveness in no other name but your son's name of Jesus. Father God, right now, you're our Abba Father, you're our El Shaddai, you're our Elohim, and I give you praise. Father God, forgive me of all my sins, my deeds, my thoughts, my actions, anything that is not of you, Father God, any action that was not worthy of you, Father God, and I do honestly repent. Right now, Father God, we lift up Teresa up to you, Father God. And in the name of Jesus, Father God, we put her by, we we put her on the altar tonight, Father God. We lift her up to you, Father God. We speak healing to her body, Father God. Father God, right now, even though we come in, we Father God, right now, we speak peace to her body, peace to her her central nervous system, and her, peace to her nervous system, Father God. Father God, right now, whatever lesions or anything that is causing these seizures right now, we command it to stop now. In the name of Jesus. And we speak life to her brain, Father God. Life to her brain stem, Father God. We speak life for areas that she is needing, Father God, for growth, Father God. And right now, Father God, we thank you for giving her perfect peace. We thank you for guiding the doctors when they'll see that they'll see that she was a miracle. In fact, a miracle has happened, Father God. And so, God, we thank you tonight. We bless you for Teresa. And we thank you, Jesus. Thank you for her healing, Jesus. Thank you for giving her growth, Father uh, Jesus. We thank you right now that cancer is not coming back. There's nothing, anything, whatever is causing that seismic activity, Father God. Jesus, we we come against it right now in your name, Jesus. We speak healing to her body, Jesus. We speak healing to her life, Jesus. And Father God, we command, Father God, Jesus, we command that spirit of trauma to leave her body now in the name of Jesus. And we speak life to her now. So we thank you, Jesus. We thank, thank you, you for Lord. everything, Jesus, thank that you, is for your authority, your will, your God, and your way. In this thank, earth. You, thank you, thank you, Because you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We thank you right now for his happening right oh, now. And, Father God, we give you praise, Father God, because you are Alpha and Omega. You are the beginning. And this person's life has been ordained. According to you, so your guidance you. preference, God. And so, God, I thank you, and I give you praise. Again, pray this prayer in no other name but your son, Jesus. Again, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what's already happened. Thank you for the calmness in her body. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Thank Jesus. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you, Thank you Jesus. for what you're about to do. Hallelujah. Mm. Glory to God. Thank Jesus, we you, understand Jesus. we walk by faith and not, oh, hallelujah. Faith and not by sight. Glory to God. Thank hallelujah. You, we bless you. Thank you, Jesus. And everyone, we thank you tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you hallelujah. And while Glory we just bless. As Father hallelujah. God, we close, Father God. Go with Thank you, Jesus. Father God. Father God, you see, I lift up some words ministry up to you, Father God. Oh, you, you know who are needing new in prayer and deliverance and needing things, God. So we lift up their petitions up to you, O oh Lord. And as we go forth, Father God, we know there is a blessing. So, God, we pronounce a blessing in Jesus' name. As we go forth, this blessing has not only been a blessing to us, but we have blessings coming as a result, Father God. Hallelujah. Father God, right now, I just got to thank you tonight. I thank you for answering prayers. I thank you for mm. spoken and unspoken prayers that are answered tonight. Oh, I yes, thank Lord. you for the atmosphere that you develop for each and one of us to grow in your word. And so tonight as we go forth, as everyone go forth carrying the blessing, the blessing of Abraham on them. So tonight Jesus. I just thank you and I give you praise. And as we close, may the Lord bless and keep thee. May he shine his face upon thee. May he be gracious unto thee and may his the Lord will lift his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Sleep with God's angels, everyone, and have a great night. Amen. Good night. Good night. God bless you. Good night, yeah. Good night, everyone.
it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.